Welcome, all you blokes and chillers, to the Sport Shack from the Gold Coast, Australia. In the Sport Shack this week, we're going to talk about some of the sporting topics of the week and go back in time and have some of our favourite sporting memories from the past as well as the news and events, music and film, and lots more. And all from and with our great mate, Paul Tonner. We acknowledge the Ugambe people, past and present, the traditional custodians of this land, of the Gold Coast, we thank the Yogambe people for the opportunities to do this podcast on their land. Welcome to this episode of the Sport Shack. I hope you are well and I've had a great sporting week. Hi, you Glenn. Know, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you were just, I could see you holding in the laughter yep. during the intro. Sure was. <laughs> I saw your cheeky <laughs> grin there. Uh, yeah. <coughs> oh, that's what happens when I laugh. I cough. Yeah, <laughs> um. yeah how's things? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Yep, that's good. Anything exciting happened this week? Or? Um, I would just a uh, mammoth drive up to uh, Red Cliff and back. Yeah. In the slowest traffic ever. Oh. Yeah, it would have been bad going over that gateway, eh? Yeah. I yep. think the gateway bridge is fine. It's just when we got, got on the other side. That's, that's it. Yeah. It just slowed right down. Yeah. You really got to pick your time to go, don't you, yeah. on that gateway motorway? Yeah. Because if you go the wrong time, yeah. you're stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one hour trip could be turn into a like a three or four hour well, trip. Well, that's it. And, and then even when we got back on the came came back, it was still heavy on the way back. And then we gone to M1 to the Gold Coast, and it was still. Yeah. Bumper to bumper and I turned off it. It just doesn't seem to be anything done. Like, no. every time I drive up there, you see all this road works on the side of the road. Yeah. But you, you're lucky if you see two or three blokes working there. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be ten around him doing nothing. Oh, mate, if it was the Middle East, they'd build it in a week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Actually, we're going to talk a bit of today about... Um, yeah, building structures in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go into a bit of that because yeah. we're looking at sporting venues. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got the World Cup on later this year. So, yeah, just amazing what they've done over there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah certainly with a bit of cash helps. Yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. I've seen shows on the buildings in Dubai and mm. what they've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of the high winds and yeah, and where they built these massive big buildings to be to withstand the wind and energy efficiency and, mm. and just the precision of them. Yeah, I'd love to go to that. What's that tallest building in the world? Burj. Well, it was a Burj Dubai, Burj Khalifa, I think it's called now. Yeah. Jeez, what a view you'd get up there. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Probably be like three or four times as high as uh, Sky Point here on the Gold Coast. Yeah. That's the tallest building in Australia. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I saw that they were advertising specials. Oh, I saw that too. $10. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Get, oh, get all the way up there. Yeah, give it a plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
Now, well, um, concussions made big news early this earlier this week. Yeah, I was watching um, the twenty twenty game. Yeah. I think it was Saturday or Sunday night, yeah. and uh, got down to last over and. Sri Lanka were chasing Australia's target there at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Sri Lankan blokes belted it, you know, and it's going for six, and then Steve, uh, Steve Smith reaches out. I think he actually caught it, but he's... No, actually, no, he's, he's, he's hit it. He's got it with his hand, so he's jumped over the rope, yeah. and he's hit it back with his hand. Yeah. And he's landed smack bang on his head, uh-huh. and it was just sickening. Uh, and yeah, he was really badly concussed and out for the series. And yeah, yeah but we there's a guy called uh, Will Pukowski, and he's been uh, he, he just came out and saw me yesterday. Hey, <laughs> oh <laughs> man, he's been like, um, yeah. you know, like a real up and you know, real promising cricketer. Yeah, um, yeah, because one thing Australia's lacked. With their cricket in recent years, is an up-and-coming star batsman, yeah. and this guy really has had has shown the goods, but he hardly ever plays because yeah. he's he's had so many concussions, yeah. like you know, and I think he's had about eleven concussions, yeah, and so he was he was out for about his last concussion, like he was out for about a year, and. Yeah, you know, he's only played the one test for Australia, but it, like he's a hundred test player easily. Like that's how good he is. Yeah. But I doubt whether he'll ever play again. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously doubt it. Because yeah. yeah, apparently, because um, yeah, when he made his comeback for Victoria, yeah, they were just warming up, and he's accidentally kicked a soccer ball into his head. Yeah. And just from that, yeah, he's out. Yep. Uh. And because he's had all these concussions and he's been out of the game a lot, yeah, yeah, it's affected his mental health and uh, yeah. yeah, so it's just so sad, you know, because mm. he's such a talent, you know, really good batsman, yeah. and yeah, so no, I really hope you know they can do something. He can forge out a career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So look at our winners and losers for this week. Um. So, early in the week we had uh, Jackie Narricott. <laughs> She's a, uh. the niece of a, a famous Aussie former sprinter, Paul Narricott. Yeah. She won a silver medal at the Winter Olympics in the skeleton. Do you know what the skeleton is, Glenn? <laughs> well, picture a water slide at Wet and Wild uh. and it's using like a small... Little sleigh, and you, you're going down that a million miles an hour. I thought it was called something else. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So there's bob sleigh, but yeah, yeah, skeletons like just a much smaller type uh, of bob sleigh. Oh, okay. So it's like an individual thing. Yeah. And yeah, so it's our first ever medal in a sliding event. Yeah. So that was just a massive achievement, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, because she wasn't expected to. To do very well. Yeah. Yeah, and Josh Hazelwood in the 2020 and that, yeah, because the scores were tied. I think it was, yeah, the second match. And when the scores are tied in a 2020 game, yeah. any 2020 game, they play a um, super over. Yeah. Yeah, 
And that over he bowled, yeah, just oh, it's one of the best overs I've ever seen. Sri Lanka hardly got any runs, and yeah. Australia won the match. They're leading the five match series four nil, yeah. one to go. And yeah, a guy called Tim David. Yeah. <laughs> now I've basically never heard of this bloke, but he's a 2020 cricketer. Uh. He, he, he's actually eligible to play for Singapore because that's where he was from originally. But he's yeah. played in the Big Bash here, and he got a massive IPL contract, yeah. 1.53 million dollars. Uh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, nah, I'm not a real fan of the IPL. That's one of my losers. Just the greed and the money and yeah. players, you know, these days preferring to play in that than. Is that per match? That's for the series. That's like six weeks. Yeah, yeah but I thought they, they sort of paid that sort of money per match. Oh, some of them would be, yeah. probably. <laughs> Like those Indian superstars. And yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, when they had the auction on, you know, when the – I think there's about eight or ten teams there and yeah. they were bidding for their players and, yeah, yeah, yeah. the auctioneer, he collapsed. He fainted. <laughs> and all you hear is this big oh, the, bang. So that was just a buyer player. Yeah. he's This Tim David, he's a minor player. Yeah, so you buy the player that, yeah. and then you pay their salary on top of it. Yeah. That's a lot of bucks. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think he plays um, shield cricket here. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's done well. Right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, another winner is, um, oh, Manchester City. Yeah. In the, yeah, that, they had a big win during the week mm. in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they beat uh, Sporting Lisbon 5-0, and that was in Lisbon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, geez, they're, they're a gun side. And who else have we got? Oh, New Zealand cricket team. Yeah, they smashed South Africa in the first test. Yeah. Absolutely smashed them by about an innings and 270-odd runs. Yeah. Yeah, just... Just finished this morning. Oh, yeah. yeah, clean them up. Yeah, let's just looking at some losers now. So the, the gangs and the thugs who attend junior rugby league games here. Yeah, yeah just causing all sorts of trouble, mainly in Sydney. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're not there to watch the games. You know, we spoke about yeah. crowd violence last week, didn't we? Yeah. And, uh, oh, just... Um, yeah, you know, you can understand why so many parents want their kids to play other sports, you know. Yeah. Well, you've got to give the AFL a lot of credit because that sort of behaviour, they just stamp out straight away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, the Commonwealth Games is another loser. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's going, going to go to Victoria because they're the only bidder. For 2026. 2026? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's only four years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to have it like all around the state. So how, how 
how does that work out? There's only four years away because normally it's yeah, sort of there's normally a a, um, a Commonwealth game in between. Yeah, well, they've they've got the Commonwealth games th- um, later later this year, so it's oh, every yeah. four years. Yeah. So the ones this year are at Birmingham. Yeah. In England. Yeah. Yeah. So the ones after that. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it, it just comprehending this year because we've had the mm. Olympic Games in Tokyo. Then we've got yeah. just finishing off the Winter game, Games in. In, in Beijing, Ch- yeah. yeah, and now later on in the year, the yeah, the Commonwealth the, Games, yeah, so yeah. Then, but see, it's a bit of a non-event now. It's becoming like that the Commonwealth Games, yeah, yeah, because you know it's basically only three countries are going to be able to stage it now, maybe, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So uh, they look. It looks like Ballarat. Are gonna have <laughs> that's where like the main stadium will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So places like Ballarat, Bendigo, and oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wally Lewis, he's another loser. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening during the week for he, he gave his um, greatest state of origin, his um, greatest state of origin team. Yeah, yeah. So he's top thirteen players, and guess how many New South Wales players he had in there. One. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah Eric Grove. Yeah. He didn't even have Brett Kenny in there. And Wally yeah. Lewis has said many times that Brett Kenny was the greatest player he ever played against. Yeah. And, you know, all credit to Gene Miles. He was a very good player. But nowhere near as good as Brett Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And he, he, I think, yeah, he's a bit, bit of a, I think he's showing his uh, one-eyed... <laughs> You're a bit a of a one-eyed Queenslander, Wally. A, 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 a bit one-sided, you think? Well, he even had Fatty Vorton in the second row. Yeah. And, you know, Fatty's a better player than someone like Bradley Clyde or... Yeah. yeah. Who else was there? Steve Menzies and, oh, gosh, I'll yeah. turn it up. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway... Kenny Sutcliffe, he said he was surprised that New South he had one New South Wales player in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so looking at some sporting news from around the globe. So another result in the Champions League was uh, Paris, Paris Saint-Germain. They're 1-0 over Real Madrid. And the LA Rams beat Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Did you watch that, Glenn? No, but I've seen it being dragged out over, oh, yeah. over the past week. It being well, Cincinnati, yeah. Well, they were leading the whole match, yeah. and then the LA Rams nicked it at the end. Yeah, with one of the final plays of the game, and yeah. one twenty-three the twenty, and yeah, yeah. and Tarek Evans, he was reinstated by the NBA after a three-year ban. <laughs> Have you heard of him, Glenn? No. <laughs> I'll turn it up if you heard of him. Yeah. Because I haven't. Yeah. I know Americans have. Yeah. yeah. He's, but he tested positive. He's been a naughty, naughty boy. Yeah. He tested positive for, prohib- for a prohibited substance in 2019. Uh-huh. Yeah, while playing for the Indiana Pacers. Uh-huh. And now he's a free agent. 
Yeah, and he's free to negotiate contracts. Yeah, and there's talk of Jared Hayne coming out of jail too. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, yeah, the Winter Olympics, is it still going? I think it's finishing last night or today. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah. a few days ago I looked at the medal tally and Norway was leading with 13 gold, 28 medals all up. Germany had 10 gold, USA 8 gold, Sweden and China 7. Australia was back in 17th place. Yeah, yeah one gold, two silver, one bronze. Yeah. It's most medals we've ever won. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we, we had a lot of big hopes in the aerial skiing. Yeah. yeah, we had the world champion in that, but unfortunately bombed out in that one. So, yeah, that was disappointing. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So today, we're going to talk about sporting venues. Yeah, I'd just like to wish Bill Laurie a happy birthday. Oh, was it his birthday, was it? Yeah. Right. Something, 74? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Something like like that, but, yeah. Yeah, good old Bill. I think I even, I even, I even, I think I even reposted on the Mm. Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. So how old do you reckon he is? 74? Yeah, I think he... Yeah. Yeah, but I thought he'd be up. Oh, I think he might be older. Yeah. I might Google it. Google. Let's have a look. <laughs> I'm going to go 82. 82. What are you going? Yeah, I thought he'd be in the, up in the 80s, but... Let's see. But I think, well, he, I think he was fairly young. Closest is the winner. So I'll still stick with 74. So you're going 74, I'll go 82. Uh, Bless my soul. You know how old he is? Uh, 85. 85. Gosh, I wouldn't have picked that. Never would I. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, happy 85th birthday. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah. Absolute. Probably my favourite ever commentator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Tony Gregg. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. There will never be another. Really miss those guys now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you just don't th- – you didn't think at the time, but we were just blessed to have them as commentators. Yeah, because even during a, a slow match or a match and nothing happening, they, they were still talking. And, exactly. Yeah. And Bill Laurie would just make any game so exciting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But these days, there's sort of – Nothing happens and it just goes quiet. I wonder if he ever commentated his pigeon racing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at where he go. It's all happening here. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, we're looking at sporting venues here. Yeah, from here in Australia and around the world. Now, you mentioned last week, Glenn, about your experience at the Sydney Cricket Ground, yeah. which is one ground that... It yeah, well, it's experienced plenty of change over the years, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the main ground for a lot of sports for a very Oh, long it was, time. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The grounds were most about it been, you know, flat out some days. Mm. Going between, preparing between AFL and rugby league matches and the cricket matches and... Yeah, well, that's it, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, yeah, it was the only sort of venue until the Sydney Football Stadium 
was built. So, mm. yeah, it hosted all the cricket during the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, in rugby league and rugby union yeah. in the, the winter and yeah. Aussie rules. And yeah. I remember it would have been 1987, a mate and I went on to the SCG at the end of this game. Yeah. And, mate... Oh, you went those two streakers, were you? No, these were the days <laughs> where you could actually go on the field after a game. And, oh, man, it was like a – it was so cut up. Like, it was like yeah. like no man's land, Yeah, you know. It's, am- it's amazing what they, the groundsmen do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the, the field gets just, you know, dug up, as you said, and then – Yeah. Then when the next game comes back in, mm. plays, and you see the field, and it looks yeah. like there's no – That's right. It's just perfect – Perfect, perfect ground again. Yeah. And uh, no, they really do a fantastic job. Well, how they turned that, because those grounds were in shocking, that, the SCG ground, the turf was in just in such a bad state yeah. over, you know, the winter with yeah. all the football codes. Now, because they'd yeah. even play soccer internationals there. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I'd go to the cricket matches there every year and it was just like carpet. You know that the outfield, yeah, uh, just amazing. But a lot yeah. of the stadiums in America, they're all artificial turf. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, this Sophie Stadium where they played the Super Bowl, it's uh, yeah. home of the LA Rams. If five billion dollars it cost five, to build, yeah. yeah, it's a brand new stadium. It's got a big screen, three hundred and sixty degrees around the ground. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and and the roof, like it's got a a roof over the top of it. Yeah. And it keeps the stadium cool. Yeah. Because it gets hot in LA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But just looking at the cricket ground, like, see, that you had the old members' um, grandstands, the ladies' stand and the members' stand, and they're still there today. Yeah. But all the other stands have been knocked down over the years and rebuilt and... Yeah. So, you know, the Bradman stand, M.A. Noble, I think they were the last ones to get knocked down and yeah. and built. And, um, yeah, and over the years just new stands have been going up. Like yeah. They got rid of the hill eventually, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. But the main stand I would sit in every year would be the Brongle stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was the one they built. Oh, it opened just after World Series cricket. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a huge thing back then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like... But it's good they've maintained some of that old tradition with the the two member stands still there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, because um, yeah, I just looked up about Metricom Stadium. Oh, yep. And it cost $144.5 million dollars. Yeah, jeez. What seems like chump change compared to 5B, yeah? <laughs> but then again, there's probably a lot more people that they can fit into. Yeah, I think this one in this Sophie Stadium held about 70,000, I think. Yeah. Yeah, around 70. Like Metricon holds about 30,000, 40,000 or something. Yeah. It's a great, I've been driving past there every day. This yeah. week, just about with yeah. work and that, but, um, 
It's a bugger of a place to get to. Yeah. Oh, my life. And I think Guns N' Roses are playing there next month. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Jeez, so the concerts are coming back, eh? Yeah, it looks like yeah. it, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like, you know, from what's going on in other states, that other states that hmm. more restrictions have been lifted. Yeah. Queensland is waiting to see what happens to other states before they oh yeah before they make changes here. Yeah, I've heard Western Australia is finally going to open up again. Uh, and the, 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 there's a big promotion on a you know, plug to get people to get businesses to move there. Yeah, and uh, the, <laughs> and well, if they keep on closing it, yeah, yeah. Because at one stage they wanted to become a separate country. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, mm. you know, Australia was making so much money from the royalties and the, the mining rights. And, yeah, and stuff like that. Well, this is going back to federation, was it? Or? Oh, it was only a few years ago. Yeah, jeez. But the thing is that the size of the state, like. They may get a lot from the revenue raising from mining, mm. but like with the GST, it it gets distributed 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 evenly. Yeah. So in in Queensland, where where we we may get say. Uh, We may get more. We may get, bring in more GST. Yeah. But then, country, states, and territories like Western Australia, Northern Territory, like I know, Northern Territory gets four dollars hmm. or something four times the amount that they produce. Yeah. Yeah, like for every dollar they get. In GST, they bring in GST, they yep. get four dollars back. Oh, okay. So, and that'll be the same with with the um, I say Western Australia. So if they did do that, yeah, because eventually the mining boom's going to end. Yeah. Uh, yep. So many countries are going renewable, and a you know, big big push for us to start doing it. And I, I was watching a comedian, Tom Gleeson. Uh, yeah, Tom Gleeson. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yep. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was watching one of his stand-up shows and he got solar on his place from Origin Energy. And he, he, he rings him up after he gets his first bill and he goes, why am I buying... Electricity from you at 31 cents a kilowatt hour, and you're only giving me five cents a kilowatt hour. Yeah. When it's really only a photon, an atom going up and down the cable. <laughs> oh, but it was just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was really good. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, some of the other famous venues I've been to. Yeah, I've been the Yankee Stadium in New York. Yeah. And they even knocked that down and rebuilt it. 
Didn't they, didn't they move it across the road? Yeah, I think they did actually. Uh, yeah, American viewers, will, listeners will know. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, they actually did a show on it. Oh, okay. One of the like, I think those mega structures. Yeah, where, where they actually kept the old one going, they built the new one over the road. Right, and then they showed on how they brought the old one down. Yeah. Like that, that they cut it like a cake. Yeah. So when they when they detonated, it would fall inwards. Oh, okay. And then they, so so none of the deep they none of the rubbish would go over to the new stadium or mm. in the surrounding yeah. surrounding um areas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, all I remember was right next to the subway, and it was in the Bronx from memory. Yeah. And from what you've heard of the Bronx, it's as rough as guts, you know, and you don't yeah. go there, but it yeah. seemed fine to me. <laughs> like, yeah. the, that old one, so it, I was with a couple of friends, and we'd just come from the Caribbean, where it was, uh-huh. you know, 30-odd degrees every day, beautiful sunshine. Yeah. We had these tans, and this was like early in the baseball season. Yeah. And it was bloody cold in New York. Yeah. And, you know, we had our, all our jackets on and beanie and yeah. went to go get a, a hot drink, you know, to warm us up. And it was all, all sold out. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> but, geez, you're up high in those, those baseball stadiums. Yeah. The way they're built. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're sort of built in a way like, like a triangle. Yeah. You know, yeah, not like the the oval grounds and uh, that we have here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was interesting. But uh, where else have I been? Oh, Madison Square Gardens in New York. Yeah, went on a tour there and went into the change rooms and saw you know where some of the great basketballers. Yeah, yeah, where they get changed and yep yeah, and. I've been to Lords a couple of times. Went on a tour there. Yeah. You know how big the actual Ashes urn is that they play for? Yeah, it's not nah, smaller. It's about that big. Yeah. And it's in a showcase, yeah. and it stays there all the time. Yeah. So that one that they play for, like that's just a replica. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that if Australia wins, that's the one that comes back here. Yeah. And if when. It, England wins it, it goes there. Yeah, well, yeah, so but yeah. the actual Ashes urn, urn, it just stays in that showcase all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because it goes back to like 1880, yeah. 82 actually. Yeah. Yeah, so what it is, it's England lost a test match to Australia. <laughs> to, yeah, to drown their sorrows, they um, burnt the bales on the stumps uh-huh. and put the... The ashes inside the the urn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting going on the tour there because you saw all the different cricket bats yeah. going back to even like the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lords is another one, you know, with all that tradition, and they've even built new stands there over the years. Yeah, yeah. But they've kept the members stand. Yeah, that's still there. That's still They'll always be there. Original. Yeah. But the thing I find fascinating with Lords is 
the players' dressing room, right? Like when they go out to bat, geez, they've got a long bloody walk. <laughs> they've got to walk from up the top and then they've got to walk through the common room. Yeah. So walk up the whole corridor there through yeah. all the members yeah. and then down onto the field. Wow. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to be looking for your pads and that just before you're going out to bat. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be set up. Oh, yeah. Well in advance. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where else have I been? Oh, Melbourne Cricket Ground. I've been on tours there. and Oh, that's just an awesome arena. 100,000. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the, um, the, the Runaway Bay Cricket Club... Even though it hasn't got a stadium around it, yeah, it's only got the fields and the and the and the clubhouse. Gee, it's a good setup. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's a massive boundary because I, I put it on that Facebook page, you know, you know that I was telling you about cricket grounds around the world. Yeah, and I had all these guys from other countries saying, "Geez, I want to want to paint that picket <laughs> fence." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't believe how big the boundary was. Yeah. Jeez, it's a it's a picturesque ground though, isn't it? it? Is. Especially with the sunset and the yeah. in the background and yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, I've been to the Sydney Olympic Stadium, you know, when there was hundred and ten thousand there at the Olympics and yeah. yeah, Kensington Oval Barbados. That's another one they've pretty much rebuilt over the years. Because yeah. um that's probably the main cricket ground in the West Indies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a real experience going there. Yeah. Just getting amongst the locals and yeah. how passionate they are. And uh-huh. <laughs> but the first sporting venue I ever went to was way back in 1978 to see a Penrith first Parramatta game at Penrith Park sitting on the hill. Yeah. And that hill ain't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I just that brought me back that that I've I've been to Sharp Park. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you'd been there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you lived in that area, didn't you? Yeah, until I was ten years old. But yeah. now I do remember. Well, there you go. You, yeah. You've been to a sporting venue that I haven't been to. Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Shark Park. Yeah. Never been near it. Going there, going there on a Saturday afternoon with. Dad brought us meat pies and I ended up with most of it over me and yeah. in me gob, so. Well, it's had so many different names over the years, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. Sponsorship rights. And, and, and always upgrading. And yeah. Because me auntie and uncle also, they lived there for many years after I'd moved up to Port Macquarie. And, and that was one of the clubs that they used to go to regularly. Yeah. And just to walk in there, you know, we'd mainly go there for birthdays or whatever, but just to get down there going. Yeah. You know, it was only a year ago, and and you go down again, and it's, it's all changed again. Because the, the, the big grandstand there backs into the Leagues Club, is that right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah and that's... That's always stayed there over the years, hasn't it? Yeah. But they've built new stands at either end. Yeah, I think so. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Australian Aussie Prime Minister Scott Morrison, uh, he goes to every match. Yeah. He's a Sharks fanatic. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I know a lot of, uh, uh, you know, opposing players don't like going to Shark Park because <laughs> yeah. of all the the, the winds and oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the twilight zone there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not too far from Canal where they get off the water there. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um. Yeah, I've noticed with most grounds, like cricket grounds and rugby grounds, they all go north to south. Yeah, and I'd, yeah, I'm interested to know why that is, you know. But I remember uh, there was one ground back in the 70s and 80s. I, I remember my dad took me to a game there, yeah. 1981. Yeah. It was East's first Manly, Sydney sports ground. Uh-huh. It was... Just up the road from Sydney Cricket Ground, yeah. you know, where the old, where they're building the next Sydney Football Stadium, uh, and it actually ran from east to west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's the only ground I know of that goes east to west. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to think back at Sharp Park. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. I'd say it would have been north to south. Yeah, yeah, because you had the road going past. You kept on going. That that would take take you to Cornell, past the refinery. Yeah, and then around to um, yeah, where Captain Cook landed and oh, in Botany Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he didn't like Putney Bay, did he? Uh, <laughs> he didn't stay there long. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, bugger this. We're going to go up to Port yeah, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been interesting if they settled mm. there. Because when, when Sydney had that, the lockdown that you could only go within a certain distance, radius distance of your home, Yeah, I saw so many pictures from my cousin and they were... That's where they used to go right. every day because they, they weren't working, so they'd be out going to the national park down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, in uh, 1994, going back, I went to the Colosseum in Rome. <laughs> that, was, that was built in 80 AD. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what they, they marked the beginning, apparently, of the era of modern stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't look much like a stadium when I was there, but yeah. it probably did in 80 AD. Yeah. yeah. So um, most stadiums at the time, they were located in Italy and Greece. Yeah, and actually I found out Lords in London was built way back in 1814. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the oldest stadiums that is still in use today. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, over 200 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think it might be quiz time. Quiz time with Olivia. Here she is. Yeah. Now yeah, we yeah. have how many questions today? Four. Yep, four questions. Right, take the seat. There we are. Shopping over. How are you, Olivia? I'm good. That's good. How, what, what number week of high school is this? Mm, 
Well, it's my second week actually going because of COVID and everything. But I think it's my fourth week. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> yesterday was the day we were meant to get back from camp if we had it, but we didn't end up having it. Yeah. And, yeah. So how is it? It's uh-huh. nice. I really like it, actually. You like the high school? You like going to high school better mm. than primary? Uh, I think there's good things about... There's good and bad things about both. Yeah. And... Yeah. I think they're both equal in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Cav Road's definitely a lot bigger. Yeah? Yeah, the amount of times I've gotten lost. <laughs> But also, have you got used to the changing (laughs) classes? Oh, yeah. Getting from what the bell goes off, you got to pack, move to your next class and get there before the bell goes again. Mm. Yeah. We have a maths teacher and he is pretty strict about how when we walk in the door when the bell goes so yeah. if both our feet are in the door by the time that the bell goes <laughs> we are we are technically on time we're good but <laughs> if only one of our feet are in the door then we're still late if the bell goes if one foot is yeah. in the door wow that's precise yeah he is a very precise teacher because when i was in high school i had to, I had to drag i had to carry around the electric typewriter so I had the, the belly go off, I'd have to go and unplug it, pack it, put the paperwork away, then carry both my bag and my typewriter mm. to the next class and set it up. And, yeah. Yeah, that it takes forever. We yeah. are the first class, the first grade at the school to have iPads, and it's really nice, but also... Um, I have some friends in like older grades um. and they're, they're really interested and they're like, because they've like had computers all of their schooling um. and our grade is the only one to get iPads uh, yeah. and because the school is new to iPads too, it's taken them like, well, up uh. until now to actually make them work uh. and so nobody's been able to get their work done. It's been this big mess. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Shall I start the yeah, quiz? Yeah. And I've even got a quiz for your father when you finish. <laughs> a surprise quiz for him. Ooh. <laughs> Question number one. What is the name of the famous stadium that is well known in rugby union as the home of the Red Dragons? Here's that question again. What is the name of the famous stadium that is well known by the rugby union as the home of the Red Dragons? Question number two. Which American football stadium has the nickname of the Big House? Here's question number two again. Which American football stadium has the nickname of the Big House? Here's question number three. Marvel Stadium is located in which Australian city? Here's question number three again. Which stadium is located in which... Marvel Stadium is located in which Australian... Which which stadium is located in Australian City? (laughs) Which one? Uh, Marvel Stadium is located in in which Australian city? Question number four. Lancaster or Jade Park was a famous stadium that was closed in 2011 due to an earthquake. What New, New Zealand city was it located in? 
Here's question number four again. This is our last question. Lancaster. 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 Or Jade Park was a famous stadium that was located in that was closed in 2011 due to an earthquake. What new What New Zealand city was it located in? Okay, here's the answers. Question number one. What is the name of the famous stadium that is well known in rugby as the home of the Red Dragons? And the answer to that question is Millennial Stadium. Question number two. Which American football stadium has the nickname of the Big House? The answer to that question is Michigan Stadium. It has the largest capacity of any stadium in the USA. Um, it holds 109,901 people, which is insane. Question number three. Marvel Stadium is located in which Australian city? And the answer to that question is Melbourne. Question number four. Lancaster, or Jade Park, was a famous stadium that was closed in 2011 due to an earthquake. What New Zealand city was it located in? And the answer to that question is Christchurch. Okay. Okay, thanks, Olivia. Oh, yes. Okay, we're going to do the Who Am I? I love the intro for this. This week's Who Am I? We got something different this week. Yeah. It's unprecedented. Unprecedented. Uh, We don't have a name. You've got to guess the stadium. Ooh. And that's a tricky one, too. Okay. But American listeners will pick it up straight Mm. away, I reckon. But if you're living here, you'll struggle. <laughs> Unless you've got the script in front of you. Unless you're a big baseball fan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just gave it away. Oh. Dad, no? you gave it away. No, well, not all of it, but they know oh. it's a baseball. No, I didn't give it Yeah, but mm. you rounded it down to the sport. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I've got to give them a hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week's Who Am I? I am a famous baseball stadium that was built in 1912. According to Wikipedia, I was substantially rebuilt in 1934 and have had major renovations and modifications so far this century. I am currently the oldest active ballpark in Major League Baseball. My features include the triangle, Pesky's pole, and the green monster in the left field. I have hosted the World Series 11 times and I have also hosted another sport. I have also hosted other sports such as American football, soccer, boxing and hockey. I have a famous red seat that signifies the longest ever home run in 2012. I was added to the National Register of historic places. My capacity is fairly small at only 37,755 and I am the home of the Boston Red Sox. The answer is... Will be revealed at the end of this podcast. Yes, it will. And now what a changeover. (laughs) Before we go on to where are they now, I will give Paul his... Hey, what's the furniture, dude? <laughs> Paul's just banged his elbow uh, on the table. Okay, okay, quiz for you. Yeah? How much does it cost to hire Suncorp Stadium per day? Now, now, it's... 
A, B, C or D? Okay. Is it 50,000, 150,000 or 50 cents? 150,000. Correct. Yep. Okay, going down to Victoria in Phillip Island at the Phillip Island race track. Yeah. How much is it for per person per day to be able to race, whether it's a big car or bike per day? Is it $60, $660 or $325? I'm going three twenty five. Good. Jeez, I'm smart, aren't I? <laughs> A round of applause. Yeah, I've, I've actually got it, mate. Not that I knew the answer. I just had a punt. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, it'd be around that. Yeah. Suncorp wouldn't be cheap. Uh, well, 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 from what I remember, I was going to look up the, the cost of um, Metricom here on the Gold Coast. Because I heard that was around 200,000 Jeez. a day. Yeah. But it, 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 I, I couldn't get confirmation on the web. Yeah. But I've got a mate down, he's been going, he's involved with club racing down on Phillip Island. He lives down at Lake Ho, where I'm, I came from. And he, you know, he's, he's got all these bikes and he's racing down there at the moment. Yeah, and it's just interesting on on what it was, yeah, you know, costing. Yeah, just as a hobby, unbelievable. Well, I, I, when I was driving past um, Metricon Stadium the other day, yeah, I've noticed they got the caravan and camping expo coming up. Yeah, I wonder, you know, like yeah, they'd want to get a big attendance, wouldn't they? Yeah, for yeah. that amount of money. Yeah, but I think because I only take a section. Yeah. Like, like compared to an AFL match, where they have to hide the ground and, and the um, mm. and the stands as well. Yeah. So I think because they're only using sort of the undercover part. Yeah. Part, part of it, it's just that section. Well, do you remember about 10 years ago, yeah, Clive Palmer, he, um, yeah, the they had that Gold Coast team and the... Uh, the National Soccer League here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the A-League. Yeah. Yeah, the Gold Coast United. I think they played for only a couple of years. Yeah. Because they hardly got – they got bugger all crowd there, but they used to play over at um, Seabus Stadium, you know, the Titans' home ground. Yeah. Yeah, and he would just cut off. Like, he would only have the spectators sit in a tiny section of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Because they thought, bugger this, you know, I'm hardly getting anyone here. Yeah. I'm just going to so, yeah, yeah, pay, pay for only a bit of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. no, that died in the died in the backside, that yeah. Gold Coast team. Yeah. 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 So they didn't last up, long. Yeah, we're on to where are they now? Where are they now? Yeah. Where are they now? Okay. So this week we're going over to London. To the famous, the one and only Wembley Stadium. Now, I remember when I was a kid, oh man, I used to just fantasise over Wembley Stadium. Yeah, because, you know, I used to watch the FA Cup games there every year, the FA Cup finals, and, you know, you'd, you'd 
get a packed out 100,000 there, just the atmosphere, you know, and the crowd chanting and I thought, I'm going there one day, I'm going there. In 1994, I did get to go there. And I remember it's, it's in the north of London, but it's a fair train trip to get out there. So I got the train out there, get off at Wembley Station, and I see it there in the distance, the two twin towers. Yeah. Like, oh, this is like my mecca because I love sporting stadiums. And this was just number one on my bucket list to go to Wembley. And there I was, yeah, and I went on this tour there and it was just fantastic. You know, went into the change rooms, even walked from the change rooms, like the famous walk from the change rooms at the old Wembley Stadium onto the field. And I'm just looking around and, wow. <laughs> Pinch me, I'm dreaming. Yeah. And I remember I took oh, photos galore that day. And when I got back to Australia, because these were the days, you know, we had the old roll-up films. Yeah. <laughs> the bloody film didn't develop. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was spewing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, the, when my mate, he, he, he went and did a, a ski trip down to the snow at Fredborough. Yeah. And he took, he took the, um, the camera and took all the, took out the... Did all the photos and brought it back. And when he brought it back, he, he showed me the yeah you know, the film being the film before being developed. Hey, and I looked there. I said, "Oh, Simsy, this film's been expired for two years. <laughs> He's gone. Well, it's still print." I said, "No, you you've just wasted." Hey. Two rolls of film with nothing oh, on there. Oh, jeez. And, and there would have been a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. Mainly of pubs and, and stuff like that. But, no, yeah. it was easy to do back in those days, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, just, you know, I remember the, yeah, the FA Cup finals, of course, but also, you know, the Kangaroo Tours and when they played Great Britain at Wembley and didn't have that much success, unfortunately, but... Yeah, and Aussie Craig Johnston, his goal for Liverpool in the 1986 FA Cup final when uh, Liverpool beat Everton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I unfortunately remember that. But yeah, so uh, Wembley Stadium, we look at like just some history of it now. So you've got the old and the new. So the original Wembley Stadium opened in April 1923. It's located in yeah London, England, as I said, and has yeah had some truly incredible moments in footballing history. Now, this includes England's famous World Cup win in 1966 and the nail-biting action of Euro '96. And it'll soon celebrate its centenary. Yeah. So according to WembleyStadium.com, it was built for the British Empire exhibition of 1924. And it was due to be demolished immediately afterwards. <laughs> so yeah. they, it would have been a bloody waste. They well, did all that work and yeah. they were going to bloody knock the thing down afterwards. One game. Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so however, businessman and civil servant Sir James Stevenson suggested the stadium stay open. So that was a good idea. 
Yeah. As football had been played on the grounds where it was built since the 1880s. Now, soon after, King George V officially opened the stadium and the pitch was dubbed the Hallowed Turf. Now, it's the main sports and entertainment venue in Britain and has hosted a wide range of events from rugby league and union to speedway championships, stock car and greyhound racing. Because it had like a, the old Wembley Stadium, it had like an old dirt track going around it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting the way it was built. Yeah, so, yeah, it's well remembered for hosting Live Aid in 1985, where UK singers came together at Wembley and performed raising money for the famine in Africa. So, yeah, do you, do you remember much about Live Aid, Glenn? Yeah, I do. Yeah, remember Queen and Freddie Mercury's yeah. wonderful performance? Yeah. And it's still regularly voted the best live performance in the history of rock. But, yeah. but it, for me, realistically, terms, Australia was actually the only one that was live. Yeah, I remember you, you were saying in one of the other episodes. Yeah. Might have been last year. That, that's interesting. Yeah, right? yeah the, the, it, it was a seven-minute changeover. Yeah, and it was, you know, they, they were playing live with it, apparently from this is what I've heard. Yeah, I hope someone can prove me wrong or say yeah the others were the same, but Australia was the only one that was fair dinkum live. Hmm. Yeah. So right. Because yeah. I remember Phil Collins, he performed at the one in America, yeah. and the one at Wembley. It was like in the same day. Yeah. Like he went, the one in, yeah, it was in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I, I can't remember which one was first, but he, he got on a plane, flew over and, yeah. 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 That's dedication, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Sure is. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, um, Bohemian Rhapsody? Ah. Uh, yeah. you never seen it with, yeah, uh, see it, oh, about three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really well made. Yeah. And the guy who plays Freddie Mercury, I f- forget his name now. Oh, jeez, he just does him to perfection. Yeah. I think he won an Academy Award for it, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, some other memorable events in Wembley history include, yeah, it was the main seating for the 1948 Olympics with Dutch mother of two. Fanny Blankers Cohen winning four gold medals. Emil Zadapak, too, in the athletics. The stadium also hosted the semi finals and finals of the Olympic hockey and football tournaments. Yeah, and England won the 1966 FIFA World Cup final there with George Hurst scoring a hat trick for England in their win over West Germany, four goals to two. And Rugby League's Challenge Cup final was held there for many years and the 1992 and 95 Rugby League World Cup finals and it hosted a heavyweight boxing match between London boxer Henry Cooper and American rising star the great Muhammad Ali mm. yeah I've seen old footage of that fight and oh boy it was a classic he actually um, Cooper knocked him out one stage yeah. knocked him to the canvas and uh, yeah, it was yeah, first time he'd been yeah put on the canvas Ali uh, but he yeah got up and uh, yeah 
and one. Now, according to Eugene Register Guard in 1975, <laughs> Evil Knievel, he uh. crashed in front of 90,000 spectators there while trying to land a jump over 13 single-decker <laughs> city buses. <laughs> so it's not the double-decker ones that you see everywhere there. Uh. Yeah, There's a single-decker, but all my life. Uh. Yeah. And I think he retired for a while, but not. Didn't go back. Not yet to come back evil can evil. Yeah. I think he died in recent years, from memory. Yeah. yeah. It was only recently, yeah. Now, Brazilian footballing great Pele said, quote, Wembley is the cathedral of football. It is the capital of football, and it is the heart of football. Now, the stadium's distinctive twin towers became its trademark and also well-known were the 39 steps needed to be climbed to reach the Royal Box and collect a trophy and the winners and losers medals. Now, Wembley was the first pitch to be referred to as hallowed turf, with many stadiums around the world using this phase. And I remember the, the grass there. It was just oh, immaculate, absolutely immaculate. Yeah. yeah, and it was built in exactly 300 days. Jeez, I wish, wish those builders came here and built it, the roads here in southeast Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> the M1 that they still Oh, the dumb one. Yeah. yeah. We need them to come here. Yeah. Show them how to build things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was built at a cost of £750,000 and was ready only four days before the White Horse final in 1923. Uh, I'll tell you about this. This is interesting. The FA underestimated the number of fans who arrived at the 104 gates on match day, which far exceeded its official 127,000 capacity. The crowds overflowed onto the pitch and there was no room on the terraces. And according to Bill Bateson and Albert Sewell in News of the World Football Annual, there were estimates of the number of fans in attendance range from 240,000. Now, the match was going to be postponed. However, Police Constable George Scorey and his white horse, Billy, Billy came to the rescue, <laughs> slowly pushed the crowds back to the sides of the field of play for the FA Cup final to start. Just 45 minutes late. Yep. Now, Billy now has a footbridge named in his honour outside the stadium. Well done, Billy. Uh, what was that song? Billy, don't be a hero, don't be a fool. <laughs> well, Billy wasn't a fool. He saved the uh, FA Cup that year. I'm pretty sure that, that they, they didn't write that song about a horse. Nah. <laughs> so the Bolton Wanderers, they won the match, defeating West Ham 2-0. Now, Wembley has hosted five European Cup finals and hosted two European Cup winners' Cup finals. Now, this is all the old stadium. In 1965 and in 1993. Now, the last FA Cup final was played at the old Wembley in the year 2000, in which Chelsea defeated Aston Villa. The final competitive club match there was the 2000 First Division playoff final between Ipswich Town and Barnsley. Ipswich won four goals to two. 
and then prom- that they were then promoted to the Premier League. Yeah. And the last international match was later that year when England were defeated uh, 1-0 by Germany. So they've, they've spoken about that over the years with the NRL, yeah. you know, having a promotion, relegation and, yeah, but it'll never work, you know, because yeah. we just, the population isn't as big and, it's, you know, the distances are too far to travel. and oh, yeah. But, yeah, there is talk of them bringing it in for the, the A-League. Yeah. yeah. Now, in 1994, there were rumours that Wembley Stadium would be knocked down due to the outdated pedways. When new designs came out, it was decided that the Twin Towers would be demolished to make way for a 90,000-seat stadium. So (laughs) you look at, like, Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. So, you know, they burnt down Cumberland Stadium back in 81 when Parra won their first premiership. Mm. They spilt, spent five years building Parramatta Stadium. <coughs> they knocked that down, what, 30 years later? Uh. And, you know, everyone's going, oh, gosh, why are they knocking it down? There was nothing wrong with it. But, yeah, the stadium they got now, the, the what's it called, Combank Stadium, uh. I reckon it's oh, probably – the. Well, it's been voted, I think, the best rectangular stadium in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Sydney Football Stadium. Apparently the new one they're building at the moment's just incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was the same, you know. Yeah, that was only there for barely not even 30 years. And, um, yeah, then you just thought, oh, why the bloody hell are they knocking it down? Uh-huh. And, yeah, but apparently this new one that will open... I don't think it's might be later this year. Yeah, it's yeah, just state of the art. Yeah. So yeah, Wembley was demolished in December two thousand and two, and redevelopment started in two thousand and three. Now FA Cup finals and internationals were moved to Millennium Stadium in Cardiff then. Or yeah, initially it was called Cardiff Arms Park, but yeah, when the new Stadium was built. That was another one. You know, they redeveloped that, uh, that Millennium Stadium. Uh, I was actually staying across the river there when uh, I went to Cardiff from Millennium Stadium. It was just before they opened it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, very impressive structure. Okay, so let's look at Wembley Stadium today. So it's a state-of-the-art new Wembley Stadium. Well, it's not really that new now, but it opened in 2007 and it's on the site of the original Wembley Stadium and has a capacity of 90,000 seats and it's the largest stadium in the UK and the second largest stadium in Europe. Now, the stadium is crowned by the 134-metre-high Wembley Arch. Uh. Yeah, 440 feet. So it's 134 metres high, 315 metres long. And, yeah, you can see it just about anywhere in London. Yeah, so so it's uh, part of the skyline there. And, yeah, which according to the stadium's website supports over 75% of the entire roof load. Bless my soul. Now, the stadium was built by... Now, this is interesting. It was built by an Australian company 
It was built by the firm Multiplex at a cost of £798 million. Yeah. So that's £1.22 billion pounds today. Yeah. Gee. Now, the stadium continues to host England's home games and FA Cup finals. And it hosted its first FA Cup final in 2007 when Chelsea defeated Manchester United. Now, other famous events that have been held there are the 2007 Live Earth concert. So this is where more than 150 musical acts came together to raise climate change awareness. I'm just thinking, I was in London in 2007. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just in, interested to know when it happened. Yeah. Um, 2007, you also had the NFL. They made its debut. The Miami Dolphins played the New York Giants. And Wembley now has become a regular venue for NFL matches. In 2015, the stadium was one of the venues for the 2015 Rugby Union World Cup. In 2017, the Adele concert was attended by 98,000 fans, a stadium record for a UK music event. Yeah, apparently when she sang at the Gabba here in Brisbane, yeah, it was just amazing, yeah. apparently. But I think a lot of neighbours complained. <laughs> yeah. uh. Now, the 2021 UEFA Euro um, was held. Yeah. Well, it was the 2020 Euro for Euro. It was held last year. Now, Wembley hosted eight fixtures at the UEFA Euro 2020 and the final where Italy defeated England. Now, this year, some events that are coming up are Coldplay, Ed Sheeran and the UEFA Women's Final. Yeah. Now, it's just some interesting facts about the, new, the current Wembley Stadium. Now, it contains 2,618 toilets. <laughs> There's actually two change rooms for each home and away team. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason because of that is because of the, um, you know, when the NFL comes over and plays their matches, you know, because uh, of all the extra support uh, staff yeah. and, yeah. Yeah, so th- th- it has the most number of toilets than any other venue in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, at its peak, there were more than 3,500 construction workers on the site. And according to globalblue.com, Wembley's iconic sliding roof covers every seat in the stadium, making it the largest fully covered stadium in the world. Gee. Yeah. Now, the Wembley pitch combine, combines synthetic grass with the real Wembley grass to strengthen the playing surface. Now, that's probably been the only negative aspect of uh, the stadium over the years has been the playing surface. Yeah. Yeah, they, some teams have said, oh, you know, it's not up to scratch. and Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story of Wembley Stadium. Mm. Very interesting. So hopefully one day, yeah, get to go back and yeah. see the new one. Yeah. Yep, I've seen the old one. I want to see the new one. So have you got pictures of it? The old one? The old one? Yeah. Oh, no, they, they're gone, remember? <laughs> they vanished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got a picture of it there on the page. No, I thought you might have took pictures yourself. I took heaps, but no, they didn't. I lost them. Oh. Yeah, and that. The film didn't get developed. Yeah. Yep. 
because he used to take it the photo shops in those days, you know, when yeah. you got home and yeah, yeah and <laughs> when I got them all back, I'm going, where's the Wembley photos? <laughs> and they weren't there. Yeah, yeah they they um, yep, uh, something happened with my camera that day and uh. oh spewing. But I've got many photos of a lot of the other stadiums I've been to. Like, yeah, when I went on a tour of the Sydney Olympic Stadium, yeah. um, you got to stand on the dais, dais on the, in the middle of the stadium there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I've been, the one at the Sydney Cricket Ground was great. Uh, yeah, they actually had the Swans players on the field training at the time. I, I remember, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we weren't allowed on that day. Yeah, so let's look at the five biggest stadiums in the world today. Now, this is according to tfcstadiums.com. Right, so number five is the um, Ohio Stadium in Columbus, Ohio, one hundred and four thousand. Now, a lot of the really big stadiums in the world are actually um, American college stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. These aren't the NFL ones. These are actually their college ones. Yeah. That's how big it is over there. Yeah. Yeah, so 104,944 seats, and it's home of the Ohio State Buckeyes. (laughs) Football team. It opened in 1922. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So number four, coming in, number four is Beaver Stadium. Holds 106,572. And it's home of the Penn State Nittany Not Lions. You know them, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> opened in 1960. Yeah. Now we spoke, Livia mentioned it before, Michigan Stadium. That comes in at number f- in, into third place, at the largest stadium in the USA, and it's hosted crowds in excess of one hundred and fifteen thousand. It's home of the Michigan Wolverines football team, opened in nineteen twenty-seven. Mm. Now second place. Now this one only opened very recently, and just last year actually, and it's the Sardar Patel Stadium. And it's now the largest cricket stadium in the world, overtaking the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Yeah. Yeah, so 110,000. Now, I think it holds more than this from what... Yeah, because when I, when I um, heard when it first opened, I thought it held like about 130,000 or something. Yeah. But it's located in Ahmedabad, India. Yeah. Now, the original stadium opened in 1983. It was demolished and rebuilt in 2015. And it opened last year. Mm. Yeah. Now, number one place, <laughs> it's in, uh, it's the Rangrado 1st of May Stadium, located in Yong, Pyongyang. Uh, yeah. yeah. North Korea. North Korea. It's got a capacity of 150,000. So that's like, <laughs> that's the equivalent size of a city. Yeah. And it opened in 1989, and it's used for football, athletics, and it's a home stadium of North, the North Korean football team, and it's probably where a lot of the parades go on too, where they pump out their 
communism stuff. <laughs> what's <laughs> what's his name? The Rocket Man. Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon he'd he'd make a lot of visits there, pumping out his uh-huh. weapons of yeah, uh-huh. all these missiles and that. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll ask you a question, Glenn. So, <laughs> if I ask you about the best stadiums in the world, what features would you be looking for? What features would be look yeah. like being undercover, plenty of access. Yep. Good comfy seats. Yeah. Not not those plastic crappy. Yep. Ones, and even sort of having the seats that had like. Little screens you could bring out, yep, and plug into the listen to it. That's a great idea, yeah. yeah. So that, that's copyright. So, anyone out there, well, comforts, uh, yeah. I didn't think of that yeah. because one thing that really annoys me when I go to the stadiums, yeah, especially at the Gabba, and like, I'll, well, I'll always try and get an aisle seat, yeah. I'll fight tooth and nail to get an yeah, aisle seat, yeah. especially at the cricket. Because there's nothing worse than when you're there, you've got yeah. bugger all leg room, yeah. and someone's climbing over you yeah. to go out and get their 50th schooner for the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, just, just a bit of luxury and, mm. and stuff like that. And also some, like, valet service, valet service for people with a disability. Yeah. yeah, instead of having them to battle through the um, the the crowds to get their drinks and and of course the plastic cups, mm. yeah, especially with me having some palsy, and you go and get a beer with a plastic cup. Well, by the time I grabbed the whole plastic cup, half the beer disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. One thing I thought of too was um, the cost of food and drink there. God, it's a lo- it's a rip off at a yeah. lot of places, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, four or five bucks for a bottle of water if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, my son Greg went for a job at um, uh, what was it? Um, sea uh, bus, and he was just going to be on the chip fryer. Just continuously. Yeah. Apparently it was just like, what, five hour or whatever, five hour odd shifts just on the chip prior. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Tedious, tedious work like that. Yeah. But I think it's sort of where you got to um, make allowances and probably... To allow more disabled people to go, mm. and and have that sort of a um, service, yeah, so they can go. That's right. Yeah. I think more stadiums are much more accommodating for that now, aren't they? Yeah. Compared to years past. Yeah, yeah. yeah more technology. And oh, exactly. And stuff like that. Yeah. Also, you know, a lot of. Oh, you know, grounds now, thankfully, they're selling some healthier meals. Yeah. They still sell a lot of rubbish, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, uh, yeah, like popcorn has a 3,000% markup. 
Mm. So. Yeah. But nah, unless I'm desperate, I won't buy food at a, yeah. or a drinks, you oh. know, when I go to a live game. <laughs> I was, I'll sneak it in there somehow. I was watching Take a, a packed lunch. I was watching a movie during the week and these people had binoculars. Mm. And then the binoculars, they weren't really binoculars, they, they put their drink in there. Yeah. And they, they saw them drinking out of their binoculars and people behind them said, oh, can I have a go at your binoculars? And they go, yeah. oh, it's not. It's, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you need them at some venues, like, because uh, you'd be so far away from the action. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. but even, like, the movies, I just find it interesting, like, you go for two people, you pay 12 bucks for two people to go to the movies, mm. and whatever you buy, you know, you get a drink and some, some lollies or whatever at the candy bar, and it's just... It goes from $24 to $48. Yeah, that's right. How does that work out? Yeah, it's expensive night out or day out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if, you know, you've got taking a whole family. And yeah. Yeah. No, but I think, you know, for myself, yeah, comfort, yeah, ease of access is one. Like yeah. Sydney Cricket Ground. Like, unless you had rocks in your head, yeah. you just did not drive there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It could take you hours to get out of yeah. the car park yeah. if it was a full yeah. crowd. Yeah, I remember, oh. I remember going there with Dad and, and we happened to find a car park not too far away. But yeah. It was still a, a mission to get there. Well, mate. this is the great thing when, with Melbourne, like with their sporting venues. Because yeah. they're all within walking distance I of the city. Or you, you can get the train there, you can get the tram there, you know. Like, it's a piece of cake. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm also going to add a drone service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they can pick out, Why from, not? Pick out from wherever you part and put you in your seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then the drone will bring you drinks and stuff. Yeah. Well, they've now <laughs> yeah. got like a light rail that goes out to the... Sydney Cricket Ground and out to that Moor Park. Yeah. I remember, you know, you'd, I'd always, and just about everyone would, they'd get a train to Central yeah. and then you were happy to walk the 30, 40 minutes to get there yeah. all uphill, you know, rather than escape all the, the queues and yeah. the traffic and, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and, you know, just on the Gold Coast here, like, yeah, I was talking before about um, Metricon, like yeah. it's out in the middle of the sticks. Yeah. It's basically the only way you can get there by public transport is a bus. Yeah. Um, or whenever I'd go there, I'd just park my car and walk 30, 40 minutes to get there. Yeah. But yeah, sea bus, you can get a train straight to the stadium. Yeah. It's great. Well, the, well, the light rail does have plans that, that, that once it gets down to... Um the airport at Kulangata, they're, they're going to do another run from South Broad Beach out to Metricom. Yeah. Yeah, which I think that that's something that should be... Oh, yeah. Well, that could go to Narang as yeah. well, you know, like... But put it this way, I'd have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of gunners 
but there's a lot of nunners. Yeah, they keep on saying, oh, yeah, yeah the light rail's going to be stopped because all the underground work's been done. Yeah. They've been talking about that before the pandemic started. Well, that third phase of the light rail, that was supposed to be built about three years ago. Yeah, no. They haven't even started. Yeah. Yeah. But I, actually, I drove past the Gabba last night in, when I was in Brisbane on my way to go pick Olivia up and, yeah, yeah they've got the Cross River Rail and they're, they're building, oh, you yeah. can see where they're building the... Um, yeah. The train station at the Gabba there. Yeah. yeah, which is a good idea. Yeah, so... I reckon uh, what's wrong with the old monorail? Oh, no. Yep. You can build a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah, if they, if they just put a dedicated monorail from south, Broadbeat South, heading out towards mm. Metricon. Yep. Well, they got rid of that, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't know why they get rid of them because mm. yeah, they build the columns, they build the stations, and yeah. it's all above ground. That's right. There's none of this. Yep. Digging up the road. Well, that one in Sydney was great. Yeah. Yeah, but no, nah, no, nah, we're going to uh, demolish uh, that, get rid of it. Yeah, because well, they, they brought the trams back in in Melbourne. Yeah. I'm in Sydney. Mm. When they when they used to be there and it's sort of but the thing is a lot of that that light rail now isn't going like the one from the city out to um you know the inner west of sydney yeah Yeah, that's they've had to close that down yeah yeah for the time being Uh yep has been for about it oh six to six months now yeah yep yeah the one that goes out to lilyfield and you know the um the casino. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, yeah, no, definitely transport's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. You know, just, that's one reason I love going to Melbourne. You yeah. know, like, I, I remember there was one, last time I went to Melbourne, I went to the cricket, and then I just walked over to Amy Park yeah. and watched the soccer that same day. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. yeah that's good. And, uh, yeah, definitely disabled access and the atmosphere too is, you know, important and just being close to the action. Yeah. Yeah, is important. So an example, you know, I'd love to go to the uh, Combank Stadium in Parramatta there. The way it's built, you know, the stands are very steep, so you're a lot closer to the action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember going to the Wacker in Perth to yeah. see a test match there when I was there once. Yeah. Yeah, miles away. Yeah. yeah. And you're getting burnt and there's... So it's good they've moved to that new stadium over there now. Yeah, because yeah. they also have that custom-built mm. stadium stand for the for the uh, Gold Coast swimming pools there. Yeah. It goes up and it's, it's high and steep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so... According to lifebeyondsportsmedia.com, the best stadiums in the world. So we'll, let's look at the top five. So, yeah, so number five, coming in, f- in fifth place, is the Azteca in Mexico. Now, it's Mexico City's Estadio Azteca. Azteca, yep, <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah. Is renowned for its huge capacity, so 104,000, and electric atmosphere. 
when full. But it will go down in history as the only stadium to host two World Cup finals. So that was where they had the hand of Maradona's hand of God. That's yeah, where that happened. Mm. Now in fourth place, you've got the Camp uh, New or Now in Spain. It's Europe's largest football stadium, and it's home to one of the great football teams. Yeah. Now in third place, you've got Old Trafford in the United Kingdom, seventy-five thousand fans. Yeah. Now after its two thousand and six renovation, and it's large, and it's England England's largest club stadium. So that'd be enormous. Oh, the atmosphere there'd be unbelievable. You know, especially with a Man United, Man City local derby. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing some of the kangaroo tour matches there when they played Great Britain yeah. back in 1990. And, oh, boy. Uh. Yeah. Now, in second place, you've got the Allianz Arena in Germany. Now, this beautifully designed stadium is home to both Munich-based football teams, Bayern Munich and 1860 Munich. It's the only stadium across Europe that is able to change colours to reflect which of the two teams are playing. So red for Bayern and blue for 1860 Munich. Now, the stadium has been a huge hit with both sets of fans, thanks to the fans being closer to the pitch. Yeah, and in first place, good old Wembley in the UK. Yeah, famous as one of the most electric atmospheres in world football. And the new design has encompassed everything that was great about the original stadium and has added to that further. Yeah, so let's look at the five biggest stadiums in Australia, according to ausstadiums.com. Now... In fifth place, we have the Adelaide Oval. That's just a beautiful venue that's able to cater for 53,583 spectators. So this is mainly for cricket and Australian rules football events, sometimes soccer and rugby league and rugby union. Now, it had a big renovation. Oh, this is about 10 years ago. But it still maintains some of its hill and view yeah. of the cathedral in the, in the background. Yeah, there. but... I, I look at that figure fifty three thousand five hundred eighty three. Hmm. How would you feel being in that 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 last one? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like me. You uh, you ever see the that Monty Python show, The Meaning of Life? Yeah. Uh, um. Mr. Creasote that used to come in and he'd have all these cases of wine and he was so fat. <laughs> <laughs> and he, 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 was, <coughs> he was offered an after dinner and he's telling them to bugger off. He's fallen mm. and this and that. And he, yeah, John Cleese is going, it's way for fear, it's way for fear. <laughs> So he finally hits it, and then all the white is going around <laughs> everywhere, and Mr. Crusoe just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think, like, those, yeah, seeing that, uh, yeah, my mind wonders that, that if it 
Yeah. That one extra person, like 553,583. If you got one more in, whether the stadium. Imagine counting them all. <laughs> Imagine going around, you've got to count every single seat. Yeah. But, oh, that's just been a massive success, what they've done there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they knocked down a lot of the old stadiums yeah. that have been there for over well over 100 years. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah, beautiful. Uh. It's always voted the most spectacular cricket stadium in the world. Yeah. Yeah, in fourth place you've got Marvel Stadium. So that's in Melbourne's Docklands. And it can cater for 56,347 spectators. Now, it's got a, its main feature is, is its retractable roof. It opened in 2000 and it's used for AFL, cricket, soccer, rugby league and rugby union. Yeah, and it's known for alternative um, sponsor-induced names. So it's gone through different names, like gone through underwear. Yeah. yeah, with the online casinos being some of the most notable supporters. But, no, it's a great venue, you know, because, um, once again, very close to the city. You can just walk there. There's a train station right outside the stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've seen cricket there and uh, AFL. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter where you sit, you've got a good view. Now, third place, you've got Optus Stadium in Perth. That's got a capacity of 65,000 and opened oh, just four or five years ago in 2017. Yeah. And it's used for AFL, cricket, rugby league and soccer. Mm-hmm. They desperately needed a stadium like that over there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in second place, you've got Stadium Australia, or the old Olympic Stadium. It was built in 1999 in order to host the Sydney Olympic Games. has a ca- capacity of 83,500 seats. However, had a capacity of 110,000, but was reduced due to redevelopment because it had those massive grandstands, those two-tier grandstands when yeah. the Olympics were on. Yeah. No, they knocked them down. Yeah. Yeah, eventually, and... Um, no, but it's been used for rugby league, rugby union, soccer, AFL. It was used for the Big Bash there at one stage, 2020, but um, they were just hitting too many sixes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you could blow a six over. Yeah. yeah. And in first place, yeah, the G, Melbourne Cricket Ground, the GS, it's well known as. Yeah, 100,024. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you going to go count them tomorrow, Glenn? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, it's used for cricket, AFL, everything. Sometimes used for soccer, rugby league and rugby union. It's the largest stadium in the Southern Hemisphere, 11th largest in the world, and now the second largest cricket stadium. And it's the oldest and biggest stadium in Australia. Now, it opened way back in 1853, but, yeah, leading up to the 1956 Melbourne Olympics, so it was a big renovation there. Yeah. None of those stands exist today. <laughs> totally knocked down now. Yeah, so, um, and it, yeah, they, first of all, yeah, they knocked down a lot of the old stands that were built for the 56 Olympics. They built the big southern stand there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then that was in 1992 that opened when the Cricket World Cup was on in Australia. Yeah. And then the northern stand 
that opened in 2006. Now, I remember going to see a test match, the Melbourne Cricket Ground once, and I walked right up to the very top seat, top row of the southern stand, and you're looking down on the play. I took photos, and the players just look like ants. (laughs) You're that high up. Nosebleed section. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the biggest attendance... So the biggest attendance at a sporting event held in an enclosed stadium, so this is people who paid tickets, was at the Maracana Stadium in Brazil. Now, according to sambafoot.com, it was 173,830 official spectators that day. It was a Brasilia-Uruguay match in 1950. On the... Yeah, but... March 21st, 1954, a new record was set in the Brazil-Paraguay match with 183,513 spectators. Gosh, they would have been sitting on each other's heads. Now, in Australia, the biggest attendance in AFL was 121,696. Yeah, so this was a grand final between Carlton and Collingwood. And in NRL, it was 107,558 at the St. George Illawarra versus Melbourne 1999 Grand Final. Now, we'll talk about these uh, World Cup stadiums now, which is happening in Qatar. Now, this is according to Fiada Gonta in... (laughs) Do you know him? No. BeMorePanda.com. BeMorePanda. Yeah, so there's eight stadiums from five cities that will host the 2022 World Cup matches. Now, to overcome the heat, the Qataris have pledged to equip the stadiums with air cooling systems that maintain temperature at no higher than plus 27 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. So normally the World Cup would be held in July, you know, because yeah. it's yeah. the end of when their season... It's between seasons, you know. But because it's so hot in the Middle East that time of year, you know, 40, 50 degrees every day, yeah, yeah, they've got to have it around November, December. And it's still bloody hot. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the largest of the stadiums is the Lizale Iconic Stadium. It will accommodate 86,000. Spectators and will host the 2022 World Cup final on December mm-hmm. 18, 2022. So that's just before Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Now, at the time of the World Cup in Qatar, the sale and consumption of alcohol will be partially legalised because normally you're not allowed to consume alcohol at all in Qatar, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of those Middle East countries. Yeah, but... Um, no, they're going to allow some of it during that month when the World Cup's on. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll only be done, you know, in specific fan zones, apparently. Now, during the preparation for the World Cup, now, according to The Guardian, more than 6.5 thousand migrants um, died. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. worked in the construction of the stadiums. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, the, and this is, you know, not just the stadiums, the hotels and other facilities. Mm-hmm. 
because there's a massive um, expat population over there, yeah. you know, with Indians, Pakistanis, Nepalis, and yeah. yeah. So most of the citizens of India, yeah, were in from India. Two point seven thousand people died, you know, just just working in that heat, yeah. you know, inhumane conditions. Yeah. And I'll only admit fans that are vaccinated. So if you haven't been vaccinated, you ain't going the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, so Novak Djokovic, he won't be going. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so... Uh, but when they first won the bid, I remember they said, oh, you know, part of... You know, because Qatar were always going to win that bid because, you know, I think Australia went for that World Cup too and they got one vote. Yeah. Where it could, you know, they were just not even, yeah, within the bull's roar of Qatar. Yeah. You know, who just loaded with money and bribed all the officials and, yeah, yeah you know. Um, but, yeah, oh, they said, oh, you know, when the World Cup's over, we're going to knock all these stadiums down, most of them, and give them to places in Africa and, uh-huh. yeah, like, uh-huh. I doubt it. Uh-huh. Okay, so the top 10 sporting venues in the world, right? So this is according to realbuzz.com. Right, in 10th place, you've got the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in America. Now, it's the world's largest sporting venue, and it's a must for motor racing fans with NASCAR, Formula One and IndyCar all being held here. Yeah, so it's a combined, combined roar of the powerful engines and... 400,000 screaming fans creating a noise like no other, adding to the exhilarating atmosphere of the racing. Now, in ninth place, you've got the G, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, just due to the multitude of sporting events. And, yeah, it's, apparently it holds the record for the tallest stadium floodlights. Never yeah. knew that. Yeah. Now, in eighth place, you've got Wimbledon in the UK, venue for the world's longest-standing tennis tournament. Now, it's a great social experience, just as much as a sporting one. As spectators get into the British, British spirit by drinking pims and eating strawberries and cream while they watch brilliant tennis. Have you ever been to a live tennis? No. Nah. Yeah, it's, it's really good because you can just walk around uh. and watch different matches. Yeah, uh. yeah. And, and you, uh. you know... A lot of the famous players, they'll be just walking near you. Yeah. yeah. You know, you see them on the practice courts and... Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, in seventh place, you've got the bird's nest in China. Now, this revolutionised the design of sporting venues around the world with its unique exterior of interlacing steel beams and an impressive retractable roof. Well, last I heard, this was just a great big white elephant. Uh, Basically, wasn't being used much uh, after the um, Beijing Olympics in 2008. Now, in fifth place, oh, you'd like this one, Glenn. The Monaco Circuit in Monaco for the Formula One. So it's where its streets and tunnels are transformed into one of the most exciting racing circuits in the world. And it's the tight corners and blistering fast chicanes. Now, oh boy, I love this one. Augusta, Georgia in America in fourth place. The famous golf course is superbly maintained. Just the beautiful scenery and the high level of golf that takes place there. 
It's just a golfing mecca. However, unless you know one of the 300 members, mm-hmm. you won't be attending. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In third place, we were talking about it before, the biggest stadium in the world, the Rungrado May Day Stadium in North Korea, just by the sheer number of fans that accommodates. Now, where are we up to? Second place. Wembley. Yeah, it comes... So it's just... Because it's an architectural masterpiece with its distinctive steel arch and jutting out from the roof. Now, number one place is... Uh Oh, hang on. Where's my drum? You you what? Yep. You got what? Look what I've got. Uh, I've got a drum roll. Okay. Okay. Number one place is... <laughs> Century Link Field in the USA, yeah. home of the NFL Seattle Seahawks and Seattle Sounders FC of the Major Soccer League there. So the stadium was specifically designed to amplify sound and the Seattle fans have become famous for creating the most electric atmosphere in the NFL and it's feared by opposing teams. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you look at best sporting venues in Australia, so this is according to ausstadiums.com. So let's look at the top five. So you've got Bankwest Stadium in Sydney. Now, it only has a capacity of 30,000 seats, but it's voted as the best rectangular stadium in Australia. Just opened a few years ago, and it's got its really steep stands, ensures the fans are close to the action. Now, the stadium roof covers all the seats, so that's something that is very important because yeah. I've gone down to Seabust yeah. and I've got soaked sometimes. Yeah, because yeah, it'll start pissing down rain. Yeah. And if you don't have a poncho on you or something, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the fans are as close to the action as possible. Yeah, so... Um, Yeah, it features 3,000 premium seats and 54 corporate suites. So it's home of the Parramatta Eels, Western Sydney Wanderers and the A-League. Also hosts hosts rugby union and concerts. Mm. Yeah. Now apparently if you go to the bar there, you can still watch the game. Uh. Yeah. Not like, you know, when you used to go to the cricket ground and you'd be lining up for ages and Uh. miss out on all the action. Yeah. Yeah. And fourth place, you got the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, the historic stadium which opened in the 1890s, hosting cricket and AFL games. And the great thing with the Adelaide Oval, it's a very close walking distance to the city, yeah. like about a 10-minute, five, 10-minute walk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's considered the most beautiful cricket ground in the world. Yeah, and the major renovation completed in 2014. And, yeah, it's also recognised for its unbelievable acoustics during AFL games. And just there's also many eateries in the restaurant district that you can just pop into after the game. Uh Now, in third place, and I'd love to go on a tour to this place, Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. 52,000-seat rectangular stadium with a walk bridge from the train station to the stadium. So it's making it easy to access for the fans. 
And it's a very famous stadium because I went to the old stadium, which wasn't much chop. But this, uh, when they built uh, the new one, opened uh, about 20 years ago. It's just brilliant. And it's a home of one of your favourite uh, oh. rugby leagues. Boo! <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like them. Well, I've seen them get beat there, that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but it's also home to the Brisbane Raw, the Queensland Maroons. They um, don't play many games there now because they're yeah. useless. So yeah. they've got to play at smaller venues. Yeah. The Queensland Reds. Oh, no, sorry, the Queensland Maroons. I'm thinking of the Queensland Reds, the uh, rugby team. They don't play that many home games there now. Yeah. yeah. No, the Maroons. Oh, boy, I'd love to go to an origin there. Yeah. It also hosts many major concerts. And second place, you got the MCG. And the, in, coming in at first place, the best sporting venue in Australia. Drum roll. <laughs> Optus Stadium, Perth. Yeah. yeah, great features, including a roof with 85% of permanent seats under cover and two, two huge video screens and LED field lighting. Yeah. There's also a 360-degree view of the pitch on the lower concourse. Yeah. Yeah. Geez, I'd love to go there, but just looking at some local sporting venues now, yeah, so just around, you know, within close distance to where we live, yeah, Suncorp Stadium, uh, the Gabba, or the Brisbane Cricket Ground, home the Test Matches, One Day Internationals, 2020s, Brisbane Lions in the AFL, Queensland Bulls in Sheffield Shield Cricket. And we've spoken about Metricon Stadium here on the Gold Coast. So it's home of the Gold Coast Suns in the AFL. It's the main stadium for the 2018 Commonwealth Games and Big Bash Cricket Games are played here now. Yeah, they play several games there each year. and the, Yeah. Yeah, the, sometimes they play internationals and... And Seabus Stadium here on the Gold Coast, which is home to the Gold Coast Titans in the NRL. Now, I've only... I remember I went for a walk years ago when I was in Brisbane on holiday and I walked to Ballymore Stadium in Brisbane. Yeah. Now, that was uh, uh, the main rugby venue in Brisbane. Yeah, before they started playing at uh, Suncorp and Lang Park and... Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and that 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 was that's quite a good ground. That one only small, but I've heard they're redeveloping it. Yeah, yeah so that'll be good. I think they're going to play hockey there during the twenty thirty two Olympics, where the Brisbane Cricket Ground they'll be the main stadium uh, yeah. for the Olympics in twenty thirty two. Yeah, so now. ANZ Stadium or QE2 Stadium in Brisbane. Now, this is a big white elephant now. Uh, now, it was the main stadium. It was built for the Commonwealth Games in 1982. Now, the Broncos, it was their home ground from 1993 to 2003. Uh, this is why they're redeveloping um, Lang Park for a lot of that. Uh, yeah. Now, it could hold up to nearly 60,000. Um, but now, no, nah, it's just a big white elephant. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they might have a few local track and field races there, but that's about it. Yeah, it's up near, um, in Mount Cravat, yeah. around there. Yeah. 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 
if you go driving around um, Garden City, it's not far from there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, Pat Rafter Arena. Now, that's Brisbane. In, it's located in Brisbane. It's a tennis stadium. Opened in 2008. And it holds the annual ATP Cup and Brisbane International. Now, that's one place I've never been to. I'd love to go there. Now, just um, bringing back some fond memories from the 70s, 80s and 90s, some of the sporting venues I went to. Now, you, you mentioned you went to um, Shark Park, yeah. Glenn, but I remember going to the old Cumberland Oval. <laughs> I've spoken yeah, about it. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, that was a dump and a half, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you used to sit on those old seats there and get splinters on up your yeah. backside. Yeah. <laughs> And when they burnt that, when Parramatta won that comp in 81, they burnt that ground down. Uh-huh. They did it all a big favour. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, this is one I love and it's still there today and I love going past it on the train. Lick them oval. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, going past there in the 70s and 80s and... Oh, you you just hoped the train would be going slow because then you, yeah. as it was going past, you could watch some of the match. Yeah. yeah. And Penrith Park. Yep. Yeah, so that's um, going to have another redevelopment coming up. Yeah, and we spoke about the Sydney Cricket Ground. And now Henson Oval. That's an old um, ground. It's still there today. Used by the Newtown Jets, still. Yeah. Yeah, in the New South Wales Rugby League Cup. And, oh, I used to love going. I used to watch some games there, and it's a big ground. It's got a massive green um, hill that goes all around it, and it holds about 40,000. It's massive. Yeah, it's got a lot of history there. And there was an American gridiron player, I forget his name now, um, but he came out and played for the Jets in the late seventies. Yeah. yeah, he's one of their big signings, oh, yeah. and he threw a a, a football all uh, from the field over the main grandstand yeah. that landed in the car park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the good thing with Henson Park down one end, yeah. um, there was no hill; there was a car park. Yeah. So you could watch the game while you're sitting in your car. Yeah. <laughs> And press, you know, press the, um, yeah, your, your horn when someone scored a try. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Now, I lived on the northern beaches in the early 90s and I used to go to many games at Brookvale Oval. Yeah. Yeah, Manly's home ground. Yeah. Wasn't a real fan of that oval. Yeah, because you'd get the sun in your eyes in the afternoon and, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um that's actually one ground that's still owned by the council. Yeah. So people can just go and walk their dogs on that field. Yeah. So it's easily the worst ground in the NRL. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, I know they're putting in new stands there at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Certainly well overdue. Yeah. yeah, and I used to go to the North Sydney Oval. Yeah. That was uh, the North Sydney Bears home ground. Uh And, yeah, I used to go watch some cricket games there and a lot of history in that ground. The old fig tree down one end. And Leichhardt Oval. 
Yeah, that's a really good ground, close to the action. Still gets used a fair bit today by the West Tigers. Uh, and Cogra Oval, I went there once and I don't think I'd ever go there again. Cogra. Oh, that's um, like you're a long way from the play pretty much uh. and you get the sun in your eyes just, oh, and you can't see hardly anything uh. on a sunny day in mid-afternoon. Uh. Well, this is going back, you know, 20 years ago pretty much, but uh. 30 years ago. Uh. Yeah, but still years today by the Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bruce Stadium in Canberra, that's a really good ground. <laughs> yep, and used to go to a lot of games at the old Parramatta Stadium and the old Sydney Football Stadium. I used to really enjoy going there. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a good ground because you were close to the action. And uh-huh. when it came in in 1988 with the bicentenary, oh, you know, everyone just thought, oh, how good's this? Um, but, um, you know, and it held many NRL grand finals and, yeah, soccer internationals and rugby union internationals, but mm. just didn't have the capacity, you know. Yeah. So once the Olympic Stadium got built, it was really only used mainly for club matches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so many NRL players actually prefer today to play at old suburban grounds with the smaller capacity with um, big crowds. Yeah, you know, they prefer to play in front of 15,000 uh, in a small ground uh, with more atmosphere rather than the big stadiums such yeah. as Stadium Australia with little atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at Paul's top five now, where I'd love to go. Well, this is where I've been, actually. I'll give you my bucket list afterwards. Mm. So in fifth place, I've got a tie. Between Lords Cricket Ground and Barrel Cricket Oval. Yeah. Oh, if you that's if you ever go to the Barrel in the Southern Highlands, Glen, go there for sure. Yeah. Beautiful cricket ground. I used to go watch the touring, you know, international team play there every year against the Bradman Eleven. Yeah. But you got the Bradman Museum. It's the best cricket museum in the world, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. Fourth place, you've got Seba Stadium here on the Gold Coast. Third place, Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. It's coming in at second place, the Sydney Cricket Ground, just for its atmosphere and tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And first place, drum roll, <laughs> the MCG. Yeah. Right. Now, Paul's top five bucket list. Now... Actually, I've got a top six, right? So, sixth place, I've got Augusta. Not that I'll ever get to go there, unless I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. Uh. Yeah, to watch the uh, the Masters. Uh. I'd love to go to Albert Park to watch the Australian Formula One Grand Prix. Uh. Fifth place, now I've been to the old Adelaide Oval, but I haven't been to the, since it's been redeveloped. Yeah. Now, fourth place, Optus Stadium in Perth. Now, third place, I'd love to go over to South Africa and watch uh, go the Newlands in Cape Town, watch a cricket test match there and watch the test match with Table Mountain in the background. Second place, now, Goodison Park. But I don't think I'll get to do that because they're not going to be playing there. 
in the next couple of years. They're building a brand new stadium there. Uh-huh. Yeah, Everton are so. Yeah, but they definitely need to do it because yeah, yeah, Goodison doesn't look much chop actually compared to the other EPL grounds. And yeah. first place, drum roll, <laughs> Wimbledon. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't believe I've never been there. All the times I've been to London, and I keep saying, I'm going to go to Wimbledon this time. I'm going to go on a tour. I'm yeah. going to go on a tour. Never have. Yeah. I used to go past there pretty much on the train, yeah. and I never went there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've got a top five... Sports Stadium Anthems to finish off with. Do you know any, Glenn? I didn't even... Didn't even think that Come to your head? That, that stadiums had anthems. Yeah. Well, um, I only just thought of this. So, there's that stupid Alay song. Alay, Alay, Alay. You know that one? No. Or, um... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Are The Champions yeah. or Queen. And Happy by Farrell Williams. Yeah. Yeah, they, they often have it in cricket when, um, you know, players are coming out to bat. Um, oh, okay. Um, well, where there's a break in play, yeah. you know. Yeah, or during um, like an NRL game when they go to video to yeah. see if it's a try and, yeah, yeah they'll put on the music. And, yeah, but they, they, they yeah. were anthems at the stadium. Yeah, so another one's a power by Snap. And, oh, I love this one. Any ACD song, but definitely Thunderstruck. Oh, yeah. Thunder! And first place. Now, Olivia. Oh, she's probably occupied with, with Maddie. I might have to get her for this one. Oh, no, I just don't even know who she is. You want to sing this song with me? This is my number one sporting anthem. All right? Oh, no. You know this one? Yeah. All right. So you've got to say the chorus, right? Okay. Okay. Oh. Yes, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to play the shakers. I'll do the drum, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise playing in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place. We big will, voice. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're a big man, hard man shouting in... What does that say? Shouting in the street, gonna tick in the world someday. You got blood on your face, you big disgrace. Wasting your, waving your banner all over the place. We will, we will rock you. Come on! We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're an old man, poor man. Pleading with your eyes, gonna get some peace someday. What does that say? Pleading with... You got mud on your face, big disgrace. Somebody better put you back into your place. We will, we will rock you. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Libby. Yay. Okay, thank you. 
Well, of course, you know that's the, that chorus, that song's been changed a few times. Has it? To, to a rude meaning. And I was sitting on the tram and, and this kid was saying, we will, we will rock you and then go on to, yeah, there was, um, oh, I hope you didn't butcher it the way I did. <laughs> no, but, no, but, yeah, there are adult versions of it. Yeah. And I thought, this kid's going to go into the adult version, but he, he came up with this other version. Yeah. And it just cracked me right up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll give the answer now, the who am I? Time to reveal this week's Who Am I? And the, and the answer is Fenway Park. So Fenway where, Park. So where's Fenway Park? It is in Boston, I think. Boston. Is it Boston? Yep. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Put that <down> spot. <laughs> yeah, Boston. Yeah, it's the yeah. home of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was Boston. Yeah. Yeah. It's great how they've maintained a lot of the tradition there after so many years. Yeah. Now, I was thinking for a topic for next week. Now, there was a bit of a theme that came up today, especially early in the show, about Jackie Narricott. Now, you've got to think, with uh, the skeleton, now I heard that there's nowhere in Australia where you can actually practice that, yeah. right? So that's an example of an athlete punching well above their weight. Yeah. Have you heard of that term before, Glenn? Yeah. Punching above their weight? Yeah. Yeah? How would you define it? Well, going above what they... Um, yeah. That you know, other people would do. Yeah. Yeah, like there's other expressions that they said, oh, yeah. When you've seen a, seen a picture of a girl, new girlfriend or someone, and they go, wow, you're punching Yeah, above exactly. The, punching yeah. above the weight. <laughs> so we're going to talk about sporting teams or, yeah, mainly teams, or countries. Yeah. Or even a couple of athletes maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that have punched well above their weight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. one person I can think of in terms of a sportsman is Sunil Gavaskar, yeah. a great Indian batsman. Yeah. He was uh, five foot four, right? But back in the 1970s and 80s, the way he took on the West Indian quicks, yeah. greatest bowlers of all time, yeah. who were, you know, six foot ten and a half, most yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he took them on and... Yeah, it was one game India chased down in the West Indies 400-odd runs. That was a record for many years. Yeah, one. Yeah. And, yeah, during the week, um, early in the week, there was a rugby league player. Now, he wasn't very well known, but his name was Mark Shulman. Yeah. And he passed away suddenly at 70 years of age. Now, yeah. he was a St. George halfback in the 1977 grand final at Parramatta Lost. Yeah. Um, but he was five foot two, and I think up until this day, he's the smallest player he's played in the NRL or New South Wales Rugby League. Yeah. So he punched well above his weight because oh, yeah. he was like jockey size. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're going to look at, you know, sports people and teams that have 
performed way up to expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sports Shack. So it's a goodbye from Paul. Uh, it's a goodbye from Glenn. Goodbye. Uh, G'day. It's me again. Please check out the Sporting Shack on Facebook if you like this for posts and other likes and shares. Have a great sporting week. Please check out Gold Studio Productions on Facebook. Until next time.